All right, so check it out. Recently, Coach Evan and I got on the phone to record an episode that we never got to because I killed all our time gushing about my recent trip to northern Nicaragua. (laughs) What an angel that dude is. He sat there and listened to me for almost an hour going on and on about it, which, by the way, I edited down for your sake. Members, you can find the full video version of that phone call on the website, the membership site. Just log on in and head to the podcast page. And everybody else, if you want to see some pictures from this trip, go check out thesurfcontinuum.com forward slash the boom. That's where I was. Uh, yeah, anyway, I was, it was supposed to be a real episode, but instead it's going to be one of these bonus style episodes, really informal, basically, you know, it wasn't even planned to be an episode. It's just me freaking out and stoking on my trip and Coach Ev just being a gem and letting me unwind it all. <laughs> all right, let's go. We're on. Woo. Yeah, Coach. Good to see you. Yeah, you too, brother. I, uh, I'm on. Am I on? I'm on. Um, yeah. Damn, dude. As soon as I got into this place, I was thinking we got to have like our boy group go down there. You know, all the all the homies that we surf with. We got to go there. It was so fucking epic, dude. Unbelievable. I'm so stoked to hear that. And it's it's a trip like I was I totally spaced, but I was. I was just so busy when when you were gone, but I really did want to send you that a pic of when we were there last. Um, I yeah. don't know if you did you meet Shay? I, yep, I did a recording with him. Epic, dude. He's a, just like you you described him, like such a good dude. I had a feeling that you guys would connect well, and I'm stoked you did, and I'm just stoked you guys got real waves down there. And yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about the wave. It's been so long. I think. We were there in like 2005. What what um uh what month were you there? Uh, our summertime, August. Okay, so you definitely August. were in South Swell season. Yeah. And how were the sandbars when you went? They were good, but it wasn't like, you know, it was it was more of like a, a standard kind of random beach break, not really like one main peak on right. well, maybe like one main peak on the peak on on the beach but then there was other ones that we were surfing and it was base basically it never got big enough to be just gaping big old open tubes you know it was always right. like small and offshore and really fast and and hollow and it def and they all had it had that um reputation for just breaking boards like left and right you know yeah. especially on the low tide yeah that's, we what, saw that's what i remember most about we saw tons that's... of broken boards uh so from what i understand is like yeah you get the swell that time of year but the sandbars aren't uh, developed enough so apparently like that estuary kind of deposits sand across the beach at the south end of the beach there's a big estuary mm-hmm. you know that separates that peninsula or it looks like they call it the island but it's you know it's really just a peninsula that sticks Mm -hmm. out and you can you can see it when you look like south east i guess it would be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in between you the beach there and that point is like a big estuary and and during the rainy season allows like sand to be deposited up along the beach and so you get that distinct you know 
uh, peaks. And there was definitely like scattered peaks, but there was like three very main ones you could keep seeing up here. Like there it is again, that left, there's that right again. And then all the way over there, there's that other right. And sort of like, sort of worked better on one of those peaks at a lower-ish tide. Nothing really was great at low tide. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, like as the tide got a little drained and it started getting pretty below sea level at the one peak, you could move up the beach and, and buy a little more time for yourself. But to be honest, I kind of like the dredging below sea level stuff because it's, it's, it's the same as like, like white sands, for example, when it's doing that, you know, and you're just like, you have to just go full commitment and like, just stand up and and set your rail and knife it and, and you get, and you make it, you know, and you get a sick wave. Yeah. But dude, oh my God, there was one session where it started getting lower tide and the wind stayed offshore, like until one thirty-two. We're yeah. like all like frying in the sun, but like you can't get out of the water. It's too good. And that peak I was telling you about that worked at the lower tide was like reeling. It wasn't just an A-frame like coming. It was actually a little tricky not to pick a one that was too fast. Right. But when it did come in, you could see like, ooh, that's the one, you know? And yeah. I got a few, dude, where I dropped in like super late. It felt like I was like sliding sideways and driving forward at the same time. Like that feeling of water rushing up the wall. Dude, I got one so long. I was in there like dropping in, coming over my head, like well overhead. And I'm just like, the drop in felt so good. It was the last day of the trip. So I was like feeling really confident, you know? Oh, okay. And last just, like, day of the trip was the best, best It session. wasn't necessarily the best session. It was just a really highlight, you know, it was the second right. to last day, but. One of those waves. It was different because it wasn't as peaky. It was a little more stretched out. So the potential to get a really long tube was there. And like Mikey got one of the longest tubes the entire, the entire trip. Of I did, I did too yeah. for me, yeah. you know, I was like, I got a fucking mega long one came flying out like, dude, like laughing and screaming. I didn't even know, like, it was just unreal every single day that it could be like that. Dude, it looks like pipeline. It looks like pipeline. And like, there's one, one morning we woke up, like we knew the swell was fading and we were like, okay, this is going to be the smallest day. And we get down to the beach and everyone's kind of like taking it slow, you know, not really rushing to get out there. It doesn't look like much. And I'm just like, well, whatever, fuck it. It still looks beautiful. It's still like epic waist high offshore waves, you know? Yeah. No, it's not. It was head high, dude. (laughs) I'm still pulling in, you know, and just getting like mental waves. And actually my best wave of the trip was on the, like the smallest day. And this below sea level one just came in. And by this point, it's like three or four days into the trip. I'm like deeper, 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 you know, just like pushing myself. Fell on a lot of waves just like in the tube a lot because I was trying to be as deep as I could. And it's so technical that deep, you know, like to really not come up too high and get flipped and tossed to the beach, not be too low and get caught by the foam ball is like such a like a uh, threading the needle situation, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I paddle myself deeper and deeper without looking back down the line. I just keep looking like I could go deeper. I could go deeper. And then when finally, as the waves coming to meet me, I start, you know, squaring up with it and then finally look right to go down the line. And I'm like, oh my God, I just fucking blew it. I'm way too deep. But you know, that didn't stop me from any wave before. So I just kept going, just got into this thing so clean and it just goes like silent. And I hear it breathe a little bit. And I got this weightless like feeling like a lift, but like Mm -hmm. managed to keep control of my direction and just keep pointing out. And it's just like time travel, you know, like just like we always say, but just in the most next level experience that I've ever had getting tubed. 
and I'm in there and I'm in there and I'm in there and I'm watching the, the, op- like the hole get further away from me and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not gonna make it again. And then just suddenly out of nowhere, it just breathes, spits and goes and everything's shooting around me, you know, like the breath, the spit fucking flying around my head and I come flying out of the tube, clean as a whistle. And everybody in the lineup just goes, oh, 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 (laughs) like I knew, like I almost didn't know it was a good one until I heard everybody screaming. It was like, I still wasn't there, you know, to experience it. And I was just like, I just got spit out of a tube. It just just happened. Yeah. I I did it. I did it. I've been trying and I did it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it, right? You you see it all the time, like the spit. Once the wave spits, you think the the surfer's way too deep, and they actually that's what's happening. They're just getting pushed out like fire hosed out of a tube, and they just gain so much speed and If you have the right line set, you just come out the other end come right out Man, yes, it felt so good. <laughs> I was freaking so and that was the like I said, the small day and a little inconsistent because it was the back end of a swell. So tell like, me what tell me what boards you're riding on this okay, on all these waves. My pl- I rode the six three, the one you shaped me like years ago. That was finally when, you get to put that thing really to its. You know, oh yeah, it was right it was where it belonged. You know, it oh got me gosh. in into a lot of. I have dude, we have thousands of pictures, thousands. Right, right. There is like I I picked off some big ones and got in on that thing. No problem. It's like a step. It's a step up. It's a proper you know? step up. It's, no, it, yeah, it's got it's, a, it's got volume packed into it for sure. And I had my mid length because Mikey told me to bring my mid length. You know, and yep. I, it, it was fun. I, but you, dude, I I couldn't get as deep as I was trying to get in the tube with that mid length. It was too big. You know, right. and like I get Mikey's strategy of like, you know, get in early, set your line, and then drag yourself back into the tube. But I was more taking this as an experience to learn how to drive through the tube from taking off like too deep quote unquote unquote, you know what I mean yeah and then like using all the speed you get from a wave like that to actually find out like no you're not too deep like you get so much speed that that's perfect so having the mid length kind of changed that strategy up so I only rode it for like two short sessions Mm -hmm. you know and was like this is not the board I want to be riding this is not what I want to be doing not in the best tube, you know, some of the best tubes of your life. You don't exactly. Yeah, I didn't want to squander want. that opportunity to get the wave of my life. You know, I wanted yeah. to get the wave of my life, even if it cost me like 20, 30, like waves that could have been epic. But, you know, like I can do that at Jersey and Lido. And like I do it all the time when I'm like worried about just getting as many tubes as I can before it's yeah. run out. You know, right, here right. I got endless waves. I know I'm going to wake up and do it again tomorrow for four to five hours. I'm like, I'm throwing everything all caution to the wind and just going to send it. And I'm so happy that was my approach because it really paid off. Like for that one, two, I, I'd say I got five incredibly memorable waves that were yeah. just like, you know, epic. Um, but, and, but Mikey approached, I mean, Mikey was surfing incredibly. He was surfing awesome, you know, sitting out the back, really patient, waiting for good set waves and then setting them up beautifully. And he was getting deeper and deeper too the whole trip. Like in the beginning, he was being a little more conservative and really like hand dragging and pulling himself back in the tube for a section and then flying out. And then he started yeah. getting deeper and doing like a little one-step pump before pulling in, you know. Yep. And like really started like tube riding like pretty, pretty epic. Like you can't take anything away from Mikey, but it just wasn't the approach I wanted to take. You know, I was really trying right. to learn something here. Um, 
So yeah, I was just riding that 6.3 the whole time. And man, I'll tell you, I wish I stuck to the original two boards I wanted to bring though, the 5.8, the pedal, because there were so yeah. many days where it was just like head high and the pedal even smaller and more maneuverable in the tube would have been a dream. And I love yeah. that board. I'm so comfortable yeah. on that board. The pedal in the tube is really good for, for you. I mean, just, it's so compact, but it's still got the, you know, the forward width. So it, it just makes it such a better paddler than a normal mm-hmm. 5.8. Totally. Performance back end, you know, back yep. half. Yep. But anyways, that now you know. Now you know. Yeah, um, totally. And we're going Short back boards there. only. Short boards only. As small as possible. Yeah. So Aaron Cormican down, yeah. is down there. Sight. Just killing it. Getting the most unbelievable tubes over and over again. And he's on a 5.0. Who's this? Aaron Cormican. Okay. One of the, one of the Lost Boys. You know, the... Yep. Uh, one of the crazy, like, you know, they made all those movies, like, flying downstairs and, like, doing stupid jackass shit, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a shaper, too. I think he shaped his own stuff. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, cool. He has his own label. Nice, um, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, but we were he was pretty friendly. I got to talk to him a little bit. I was just, like, I struck it up by being like, dude, I'm studying you, man. Like, he was just getting the most beautiful tube rides. It was so clean. Like, clearly, he's been doing it for the last two years straight. Yeah, so he's he's living down there. Yeah. Cool. Right on. And the, and the accommodations were killer. Absolutely just- top-notch. Like, I mean, all you you need, not not luxurious or anything like that, but right. plenty comfortable and beautiful and, and nice. You know, yeah. there's you can jam four guys in a room if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, all the food is inclusive. Like, you know, it's it's part of the rate you pay, which is awesome. So, you you know, you're just paying one price, you know, which is really nice. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and dude, they, they crushed it. They had coffee out and, and, like, light breakfast, like toast and fruit at, like, 5 a.m., which I was always... I was too early even for that. I didn't get any of it most of the time. I was, like, walking to the beach by 4.45, like, 5 latest. So yes. they're, like, the, the coffee's just starting, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll get coffee later, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you come back for real breakfast, you know, and it's supposed to be, like, 8 to 10 or something, but we were getting back at, like, 11, 11.30 every day, and they didn't care. They'd still serve us breakfast. Delicious, hearty meals, you know, healthy. Were you the filling. only guys there? No, there was another crew we got friendly with, two guys, uh, Finley, who was surfing beautifully, his 20-year-old team, and Christian, his friend, who was, like, a, a little bit more, like, he was super friendly, a little less, uh, like, experienced as a surfer, but, like, what a sweetheart, like, such a good dude. None of us, out of all of our nine guys, not one brought shampoo. <laughs> so I see him, and, I'm, and I was thinking, I thought about it, and I was like, nah, I don't need shampoo. I'll, you know, I'm going to be in the water all day. Dude, day yeah. five, I was like, oh, my God, I definitely need shampoo. You got, like, permanent hair wax in. It was like glue, dude, in my hair. So I see Christian walking through the restaurant, this, like, you know, like, I, I wouldn't call him dorky because he's way too, like, he's cooler than that. But he had that little, like, vibe, you know, a little kooky, kind of like me, I guess. But his hair is just, like, light as a feather, just <laughs> flopping in the breeze. I'm like, he's definitely got shampoo. I'm like, Christian. <laughs> Let me get some of your shampoo. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, let me go get it. And he's, like, happy, you know, running, getting it right then and there. I'm like, no, I'm eating breakfast now. I don't need it this second. He ignored <laughs> that. He, like, runs off excited to help, you know. He comes back with, like, three tiny little travel bottles. Like, here, this one's good for this, and this one's good for that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right guy for the 
for the question. Yup. And everybody in the restaurant was dying laughing because there was another couple, like a, a husband-wife team or girlfriend-boyfriend team, whatever, like a girl, you know. Um, one of Shay's daughters was in there, so she clearly would have had shampoo and some other woman. And I'm like, Christian, I need shampoo. So everyone's like, ah, there's three women here and you ask Christian for shampoo. (laughs) And I was like, look at that hair. I was like, he obviously just shampooed and conditioned his hair this morning. (laughs) Too good. Oh my gosh. All right. I mean, I know I have more questions for you. I know. I know I have more to say, but really, actually, I guess I don't because... Man, we had so much fun. So the schedule of the day was this. You got, we were down on the beach in the dark before sunrise, and just as first light is hitting, we're, like, basically getting in the water. Yeah. Rule is you're not allowed to leave the beach until the wind goes onshore. Um, we had built a little palapa on day one, so we were all good in the shade. You didn't have to stay in the water, but you had to stay on the beach if it was offshore. That was, like, the group rule. <laughs> right on. And then, you know, around 11, when it goes onshore, we'd walk back, have our breakfast, play some games in the pool, chill, drink some beers, uh, drinking some rum too. Uh, these Ooh. games that the boys made up was like so much fun. This little Frisbee game, we got to knock the bottle off the other end off the, the uh, boogie board, just stupid shit, you know, but so much yeah. fun. And basically you're just so tired from surfing and waking up so early that you're in bed by eight, nine o'clock latest and yep. do it all over again the next day. Have a delicious Ooh. meal with the whole community that was only like maybe four to six other people aside from our crew because we basically cool. took up half the the place shay yeah. shay and his wife loretta were hanging with us almost the whole time playing pool they got a pool table there now oh, so sweet. it was easy to kill time you know we were just like hours on end playing games until it was time to go to sleep and, and start over epic wow i just i'm just so stoked and like proud of them they they did it you know like they they really did it and it's it's really cool that mikey's been going down there for so many years and like is so dialed in like gosh what's better than just rolling with somebody who's fully dialed i mean that's that's i mean that's what it came to because it was so last minute the trip for me getting on it and like i found out about the entire trip and and being invited like five days before the trip Right. And then, like, a day before I could do all the testing and all the things I needed to do, or, no, I was in the window that I needed to complete the test and submit it to the airline and the government. So I was like, dude, like, what? You, you told me, like, you gave me no time. He had me scrambling. Right. Yeah, I remember that. But I was just like, whatever, like, I got to make this happen because I'm pretty sure this is going to be all worth it. You know, I was totally right about that. But then from then on, I just made sure I had the same flight as him there and home because I knew he'd have it all dialed. And I just followed him like a little duckling, you know, like yeah. just like, oh, we're going this way. Oh, we're going this way now. And just, oh, he's getting in that van. I guess I'll get in that van, too. I know Mikey wants to get tubed. <laughs> so if I just follow that dude, I will be in the right place. <laughs> Hell yes. And it was like, the... I'm totally OK with that, especially knowing how proficient and and experienced he's been at at this whole trip you know like he's done it so many times so i had no problem to just let go not even ask questions about where we're going what time how long does it take just whatever get in the car you know when we get there we get there you know check the waves like follow him when he goes down to the beach the only time i didn't follow him was in the morning because he took too long (laughs) yeah so i was i was one of the first down on the beach with lee and dean and mac man we had such a solid crew it sounds like it, brother. It's just been so cool knowing that you're just getting scoring and getting tubed every day. And I know we're going to have even more detailed. Like, I, 
I wish I would have talked to you and been like, I want you to basically like start a journal entry on on your sessions, you know, especially when when we have waves like that and basically really focus on I know at that at some point you want to just like stop thinking about your equipment and what it's doing and you just want to you know it's not it's not the board it's the surfer and it's the positioning and all that kind of stuff but you know some real feedback when you have waves like that little things that you notice um, the board doing or not doing or if you know you keep falling in a certain way well there was one place I kept falling the dog yeah. door every time not every time but like i would come out of like some of these tubes i'd be so deep that i was squeaking out just before the the left coming back at me was closing out the wave i love that that's one of my favorite games to play like the last triangle of the you know you're riding it left riding it right riding it right and then the left's coming at you and you have one last little like opening to come out and yeah. I was like flying out of it, and so many times I'd bog my rail on that straighten out, mm-hmm. and it was definitely partially because of my positioning. I'm driving so hard through the tube, and I'm up on the board, right. but like I never had such a consistent problem with it, you yeah. know. And the ones I did make, I just made by the skin of my teeth. Like I was like right. bogging a little bit and like having to compress and catch myself and mm-hmm. making it. But I have a few tubes where I just I, I got to send you the video. Come flying out. And then I'm like doggy dooring it and then bog the rail and I'm falling. And it's like, damn it. Like I made that wave, but I I blew the straighten out. Yeah. So So that was one thing I was wondering if it has to do with like the rail thickness and just like uh, definitely my positioning on the board, but it was really hard to step back in that like last bit of the tube and get on the tail to properly get the board reacting the way I needed it to, you know? Yep. Yep. That's yeah. So like a couple of things like I'm doing less of a like a really pinched pinched rail up there and going more to a more forgiving round like it doesn't really have an apex you know Mm -hmm. it's just a that's like a performance shortboard rail in in that first say foot of the board right there where where you're you know you're a little bit too far forward but you're turning towards the beach and and you know basically if there's not very much volume there then it's going to take water over the rail if it's Mm -hmm. a little bit rounder and fuller then there's going to be more of a sidewall that is like hitting and and keeping the the rail from dunking and going under the water so Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's what i'm thinking and i know that that board has a pretty fine rail on it um so just just that and maybe i don't know maybe probably i'm noticing like a lot of my boards probably could have a little bit more rocker in the nose you know like that's yeah maybe it's an, it's an aesthetics kind of thing that i kind of tend more towards a flatter nose rocker yeah and i for, like that too you know for aesthetics and because i feel like we should be able to get away with a little bit less rocker because of our positioning is better and and those kinds of things but sometimes i feel like it holds us holds us back a little bit from being able to do more radical like i don't know say going more straight up 12 o'clock vertical or even on a really steep drop where you're not totally dialed in 
and and you're doing a little bit more of a free fall drop. Right. You know what I just thought about, dude? No, this is totally it. It's a rocker thing, in my opinion, now that I think about it. Because those waves were so cylindrical, there was no flat parts of any part of the wave. So if I'm right. setting my rail up here to, to thread through the tube and then trying to straighten out, there's still so much curve below me. And so yeah. putting that 6.3 pretty flat board on rail in such a like a curved out trough like a lot of rail line was getting caught you know and yep, like catching yep. me up and like tripping me down and that's yep. really what it was that is definitely it because the wave every part of that wave had a sharp curve to it you know and especially those good ones where you're really deep and flying out of the tube it would be really hard to to like take that flat board without being on the tail and straighten it out and not get caught up in the bottom contour of the the trough that's already and, forming the tube, you know? Yeah, and, and a board, obviously, like, we made that board for tubular beach breaks, and, and basically you're able, that's the, that's the one time where you really are ca- able to get away with more rocker than you normally would right. want because you're not, you don't have to create speed. Right. In fact, you want to really. slow down. Most you know, all like, the time. That, like, that was one of my problems early is, like, I was going way too fast, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I had to set up waves so deep so that I could keep going fast, you know? Because I didn't want to slow down by dragging my hand, you know? Like, I mean, sometimes you do, of course, but like I was saying, I really wanted to get that, like, I wanted to teach myself that lesson and get a little practice in, like, hardcore seven-day repetition of, like, driving through tubes, not dragging myself back into them. And so definitely right. a slower board really could have helped, you know, like, more rocker. Maybe I should have been riding it as a thruster instead of a quad. I rode it as a quad the whole time, too. That's what I was going to ask you, too. I, I don't really remember, actually, how we set that one up. But, you know, quad, they do say for tubes quads and for turns thrusters but basically the re you know quads are faster mm-hmm. so if you're trying to make tubes that's what you're that's sometimes what you need but a lot of times we need you know especially if you're pairing it with what we're talking about a little bit right um flatter rocker faster rocker then you then you could put in bigger fins and basically like Slow, and the configuration, slow yourself down a little bit more mm-hmm. and have a little bit more dra- basically drag in the tail mm. down the center line of the board, whereas right. the drag on a quad is more spread out towards the rails. Um, but no, just just love the feedback. And now now we know we got the we got the template right and kind of the phone distribution definitely right. all that's right and the way that tail is so pulled in made it really fit nicely like that's one thing i could see and i was talking to one of the guys like he was riding a bigger board on one of the days that was like smaller you know again mm-hmm. in quotes um and he was just like yeah like i'm getting into the wave but then i can't stay in the tube like my board isn't fitting there's just too much shape in the tube so, so much water rushing it's really hard to do those micro adjustments on a big board to keep yeah. yourself deep and tucked tight in a in a smallish you know kind of tube that's basically wider than it was taller in many cases you know it was like so cylindrical like there was yeah there's a lot of curves you know and and um so yeah, we were all kind of realizing that like the smallest board you could ride really helped. And then of course Aaron Aaron comes out and I'm like, "So what are you riding?" And he's like, "A 50." I was like, "Wow. A 50." Yeah. 
Well, that just shows, yeah, you really should have been on the pedal. Right. Um, yeah. I wish I had the, the pedal so badly. The pedal's pretty much pretty much it. And, I re- yeah, I remember liking a shorter board with a little bit more width in the, in the nose for me to be able to, like, just the paddling and, and getting into waves. I always feel like I, I, I really do want that little bit of extra volume. Totally. Somehow, some way, and I don't mind it when there's a little bit fuller of a nose the nose template like the pedal but that makes so much sense to me because you do need to get into the wave like well you cannot be like disconnecting from the wave face and air dropping in i mean you can but then it really puts you behind the mark making the yeah. tube you really want to stay like connected to the wave and drawing your line against the wave face as it develops so you get that initial like takeoff speed yep. instead of like a free fall and then you're like wiggling and doing all this weird shit to try and generate speed on a wave that should be pushing you a million miles an hour right. so like that was one thing that i was like really grateful for i was getting in waves almost always really well it was yeah. always my fault if i didn't you know like i backed off or i like uh, or i was just so late that i tried to just because you know i'm so anxious of a surfer okay. you know i always call yeah. myself a new york surfer that just can't pass up a wave so like one's coming as i'm paddling back out and i'm like all right turn and burn go and of course i'm like way behind the mark late as ever taking a stroke and pat standing up at the same time you know and i'm like fuck what am i what am i doing out <laughs> like calm down dude chill out yeah. chill out but there's like nobody around and there's a perfect wave coming i'm like i gotta go yeah. can't let this thing go to waste of course of course but yeah, anyway, it was always my fault when I didn't get in. But when I was setting them up the way I should have been, you know, properly positioned outside, I got into the wave so nicely, was able to draw really good lines and, and like dr- really drive off of my first turn up the face and, and set the line for, you know, a good tube ride. And even the ones I didn't make, I was riding for sections and sections and sections, you know, and like I'm watching the videos and I see where my head goes down and I'm like, oh wow you were so close <laughs> yeah yeah that's just like that whatever that second that second time you get involved with the foam ball you know and you're just like you already got through one and you're still going um yeah been a way different experience surfing experience out here at La Mess. just been really <laughs> fun and like riding the glider most most of the time in the mornings I've been shaping a lot so it's more like quick hits with the good conditions early in the morning, go get five waves and then get get up into the bay. Um, going to pick up boards from the glasser today. Yeah. Uh, here in Ensenada, so always a, a big day for that and a lot, you know, just a lot going into the boards, as you know, every single time. So it's, it's a special day to uh, grab those boards. Um, and then I'm, I'm right back to the States for, for a few days and and uh, just handling biz, feeling cool. good, feeling really good in the Bay. I'm super excited about about your boards and the Montauk batch because, you know, there's that thing, especially now that the wait times are so long, that disconnect from the actual shape and the color and, and everything as it comes together. It's just like a... It's like Christmas Day when you go and pick them up. Totally, so yeah. I'm getting I excited. Wait. I'm just trying, I'm just being patient. I'm not, you know, not pushing them. I definitely ask them for some picks that haven't come through yet. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just all good, brother. It's really good to catch.